please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I've got two, count them, two monorail co-pilots joining me today. And we will start by welcoming in the one that looks like she's drinking a White Claw. Actually, I think it was a Celsius. Steffers, welcome to the monorail. It is five o'clock somewhere, but it is indeed a Celsius because I need caffeine uh, to drive said monorail or help drive this monorail. Uh, if not, I will be asleep and then we'll crash and it's not fun that way. <laughs> No, I appreciate I like it. That. Caffeinate yourself. Get focused. Celsius is good. What what flavor have you got there? Peach vibe. Oh, it is a peach vibe morning, isn't it? Hashtag mm-hmm. not sponsored. Not sponsored, but Celsius. Holla at me. I I would absolutely take a Celsius sponsorship. Actually, oh. Oh. why don't we bring back Surge? Can we get sponsored by Surge? That'd be my preference. The heck is Surge? Oh well, I don't want. Oh no. To discuss Surge. <laughs> Let me bring on the third member of the monorail crew. It is Landon, the Dawes Dome. Landon, what are your thoughts on Surge? Hi, everybody. Coming to you from the Isolation Station Club. It's me. It's me. It's the DOZ. Landon, the Dawes Dome, and Staffers. You know how Mountain Dew has a lot of caffeine? Yes. What if a soda had even more caffeine <laughs> in it? And it tasted you- exactly what you would think Slimer from Ghostbusters tasted like. <laughs> That, I'm- my friend, is Surge. Yeah. So pass on multiple accounts because I don't drink soda. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also pass because that sounds, like, gross. It, oh, you, gross. you know, some people would call it that. Other people would have call it, called it the drink of a generation. Because, let me tell you, Steffers, when they launched Surge, they uh-huh. actually would go to high schools. They would bring a bus they would give you all the surge you wanted, all the surge you could drink, and then they put a surge machine in my high school, and you could get surge for twenty five cents. Twenty five cents, wow! Yeah, <laughs> at my high school, there was just an ice cream truck that would come around and sell really good Jamaican patties. So, oh. it, it, me and you are not the same, and like that's okay, but that's concerning, just a little bit. Well, I mean, I think it explains a lot. Probably my early hair loss in my life that I consumed these chemicals that <laughs> definitely were not good and should not be in anyone's body, which is also why Surge probably is no longer around. But regardless, we're not here to discuss Surge. Although Surge, if you want to come back, we'll take the sponsorship and I'll drink it every day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know at one point you could order Surge off of Amazon and they would send it in like a 16 pack to you. And I know this because at one point in like 2019 i did do that and it still tastes the same and boy does it kick uh you differently as an adult yeah well you know i am just now while you're talking about it doing the research doing the googling there is still a surge.com 
And it's it operates like, you know, you know how the Butt Munch Chips website right now just has a picture of <laughs> of a chubby kid sitting on a couch with some chips watching TV. The Surge yeah. the Surge website actually has links that work. And if I hit shop now, it seems to be out of stock everywhere near me, but I mean <laughs> you know It's in stock somewhere near you. Somewhere out there. You can get Surge 16-ounce cans. The other thing I was thinking about was uh, Zima. That was another thing that came and oh, went. Oh, yeah. But Zima was just ahead of its time, if you think about it. It really was. It was. Um, it wasn't good, but... No. That was, that was <laughs> Still ahead of its time. Another drink of a, of a generation. Yeah, I had, like, Sobe drinks. So, so, oh, yeah, yeah the, I remember it? Sobe. It was, uh, it was, was that the drink that had, like, the little weird orbs in it? Wait, I'm thinking of something different. Um, um, I remember. Uh, no, Sobe had like a lizard on the bottle. That's lizard. right. Yeah, yeah I had uh-huh. to see if it was a dragon or a lizard. Yeah, that was on the up and soon down when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. None of these flavors sound familiar, and now they're in some weird bottles. But they used to be in like cans or something. I don't know. Anyway, throwback. Well, what am, what am I thinking of? <laughs> no idea. You there, are. There was a drink. It was Orbits. Orbits. Orbits, that's it. Yes, okay. I'm not completely insane. Like the gum? No, it was a drink and it had little <laughs> balls floating in it. Um, it did, yeah. And it uh-huh. was, the 90s was a weird time, Steffers, let me tell you. It was gross. <laughs> yes, I was born in the 90s. I can tell you it was a weird, weird time. Being born and experiencing the 90s are two <laughs> different things, at young uh, young Padawan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, okay, if you Google Orbits drink and it's Orbits with a Z, uh-huh, because, uh-huh. again, the 90s. You can look at it, and you will just know this is disgusting. Like, just looking at it. <laughs> Factually correct, yes. It tastes exactly like it looks. It looks like it has little mold balls. Yeah. Bingo. You're not far off, Steffers. <laughs> How did they get the orbit balls to be suspended in the solution? No. Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answers to. No, I'm, I am kind of, I am kind of curious how 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 that work. Oh, I Listeners, Volt. If you know, let us know. Volt. I remember Volt. Volt. It was like knockoff Sprite, wasn't it, or knockoff Mountain Dew? Also, Surge is no longer available on Amazon. I, I just Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. I'm very surprised to hear that, Landon. Oh, wait. I was thinking of Vault. I remember Vault. I don't remember Volt. Are you saying Volt or Vault? Vault with an A. Ah, I thought you said V-O-L-T. Vault. Volt. No. <laughs> I thought- like vault, like into the Vault. <laughs> I, into the Vault. Yes, I get it. <laughs> You saying pan? <laughs> Four in a row. <laughs> Wait, is it volt or vault? How do you spell volt? V a u l t is volt. No, that's vault. V a u l. That's that's As vault. you can tell, we all need our caffeine. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, this has been a fun walk down uh, memory lane. Retired uh, inter- chemical lane. Yeah. Why were we? Oh, Celsius. I was like, why did you drink a Celsius? And that made me think of Surge. And then we. The next thing we know, we're talking about orbits with the Z. And then we're discussing how you pronounce the word vault or volts. (laughs) Go volts. Yeah, go volts. Gonna gonna beat the Hawkeyes and the Cheez It Citrus Bowl. That's right. The Cheez It. Because what? I mean, when you think of Cheez Its, of course you think of citrus fruit. Football. 
and, um, and football. <laughs> Citrusy football. That's what I think of when I think of cheese it. We need to bring Surge back. The Monday morning monorail in 2024 vows to you we're bringing Surge back. We will. No, we're not. Jeffers in particular is going to bring it back. I'll stick to my Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I mentioned this yet, but this is episode number 180 of the Monday Ooh. Morning Monorail Podcast. That's right. We're, we've done a 180 because you thought we were gone. We're back. And it's you also thought we were just going to talk about sodas, but but we're going to talk about Disney. Yeah, we're doing a, another one. We're doing a topic 180 from soda <laughs> to Disney. <laughs> This is a uh, this is the episode for December eighteenth, twenty twenty three, and uh, we are a week away. Next next week, when you hear this episode, it'll be Christmas Day. You'll be gathering around the tree, unless you celebrate Hanukkah or or another holiday. Um, in which case, happy holidays, um, and I hope that you enjoy that day outside of you know, the Christmas festivities. Go to the movie theater. It's a good day to go to the movie theater. Yeah, go see Godzilla Minus One, one of the best movies of the year. Yeah. So, but anyways, I hope you're all done with your Christmas shopping. I haven't started, but here we go. <laughs> Jay. I know. Come on. I man. did it all yesterday. Yay. Yeah, good, go job. good job. Good job, Steppers. You know, I wasn't going to get anyone anything. And then my friends were like, what's your address? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, there's that obligation. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. You can't just receive. You must give. Exactly. So, I got, But we're going to give everyone the Disney news. That's what we're doing. That's, that's our gift. That's our gift to you, the listener. <laughs> exactly. That's right. So let's jump into it so we can unwrap some headlines right now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's another round of the headlines from... The Walt Disney World Resort, Universal Resort, Ooh. and sometimes SeaWorld. Central Florida theme park news is what we call it. And we're going to start out with a couple things that are going to be experiencing a refurb period in the very near future. And this boo. just, yeah, boo, we don't like refurbs. <laughs> That's the stance we're taking on the podcast. Um, Tell me about but I do like to give heads up on these because in case you're traveling down to the Walt Disney World Resort in the next couple of months, maybe you don't want that surprise of walking into the park and your favorite attraction is not operating on the day that you happen to be there. My famous story of this is when I went to Disneyland, I went there once, one day, and the day I was there, the Matterhorn was down. So, Oof. yeah, yeah. And I know people say, well, it's painful and you didn't miss much. But yes, I did. That's an iconic attraction. And so I know I know the pain that you might experience if you miss out. Anyway, though, it, you say uh, missing out on your favorite attractions. One of the rides we're talking about is nobody's favorite attraction. Well, that's Just true. FYI. That's true. Um, but we're going to start out with one that is very, very popular amongst the Walt Disney World fans. That is Magic Kingdom's Big Thunder Mountain. It's uh, it's scheduled for a refurb from January 16th to the 24th. According to everything that I could find, this appears to be just a annual maintenance period. No big deal, and it really is, you know, only eight days. So, no concerns there. But here's something that may disappoint people if you happen to be in the Magic Kingdom uh, late in this. Well, we're in late December 2023, as we discussed last week when we were talking about the summer house <laughs> on the lake. Uh, late December 23 into January 24, the Festival of Fantasy Parade will no will not run on those days, and is I assume just you know. 
they're going to refurbish the uh, the the floats and make sure everything's working. People love that parade. I'm sure it's not going anywhere or changing. So um, they got to make sure that Maleficent dragon doesn't, you know, burst into flame. <laughs> As it's known to do from time to time. I mean, it's a dragon. It's a steampunk dragon on top of that. So, I mean, it's very, very likely to burst into flames. That's true. Yeah. Not likely, but, you know. It has happened a couple times. It has happened. Yes, it has. <laughs> Um, but then Landon, you referenced it over in Animal Kingdom. I know this disrespect. Is re- this is really going to disappoint people. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, hearts are going to be breaking across the nation. My heart hear, is broken. <laughs> okay, I actually hard, like yeah. this ride. Weirdo. Well, you're weird. <laughs> oh, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> um, Kali River Rapids will be down January eighth to unknown. Unknown. Yikes. I mean, like, like I, I feel like this is a yearly thing. They, they take down Kali River Rapids to, to take care of it. And a lot of the water rides, I'm sure if Splash Mountain was still up and running, we would be talking about how it was going down for yearly refurbs. Because, you know, in the colder months, um, uh, water rides aren't as prevalent as they would be in, like, say, you know, June or July when it's, you know, the uh, exact temperature of the sun down there in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> would I, Kali River Rapids going down... Till unknown. That one raises my eyebrow a little bit. Yeah. And maybe it's just because maybe they're doing like a more extensive refurb on this. I mean, water rides, uh, they require a lot of maintenance. And yes, they do. You know, especially like a rapid ride like this. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, machinery that they need to to uh, make sure that they check and, and keep up to par so that this ride keeps running. Um, but yeah, Steffers, interesting that that one hurts your heart. You, you love the Collie River Rapids. Yeah, it reminds me of Popeyes, but Disney version. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there it is. There it is. You don't get nearly as sense. wet on Kali River Rapids. You still get wet. You can get pretty drenched, but I feel like Popeyes, yeah. like 100%, everybody oh. comes off soaked. Co- correct. I'm just saying, like, it reminds me of a Disney, like, yeah. listen, listen here. A lot of people won't be sad that this is going down, but, like, I'm sad. That's so fine. You can be sad. You're allowed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and I knew uh, other people have pointed out to me they they really enjoy Kali River Rapids, and it's just not it's not for me. But that's okay. Oh, okay, fine. Y'all are guilty me into this. I apologize for saying that nobody likes Kali River <laughs> no, Rapids. No, that's not what I was trying to do at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I'll <laughs> um, pretend like you're actually sorry. <laughs> yeah, me and my legal team have put together this statement that I would like to put. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so we talked about some things that are going down for a little while, but let's jump back to last week when we were in a uh, a period of uncertainty about when the <laughs> summer house on the lake would actually open at Disney Springs. <laughs> and then soon after. Yeah, just a couple days later, guess what? It opened. We willed it into existence. We did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> we actually did, though. Yeah. Looks very nice. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, okay. Jinx, y'all. Jinx. So, <laughs> Seriously. Hey, we podcast together, we ride together, and we talk exactly the same. Um, that was for life. That's right. We're practically the same person. If you see me and Jay together, you can't tell who is who. That's true. Okay. <laughs> well, the Summer House on the Lake at Disney Springs opened up on uh, Thursday, December 14th, officially, and... I mean, just like you said, Stuffers, looking through the pictures, it looks very lovely, nice and bright. I mean, the concept art we looked at, it looks very similar to all of that. But 
the headline to me, there's there's two headlines. One is that it has three bars. That's that's nice. I appreciate no, clientele. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> three bars. Um, but it also has a cookie bar, which is you know a new, mm. yeah, a little cookie. bake shop with fresh cookies laid out. The and it's called the cookie bar. I actually didn't know it was specifically going to be a cookie bar, but that's what it is. That cookie bar, a- by the way, is a walk up thing, so you don't have to you know be uh, going and sitting down at summer house on the lake and eating so you can you know walk up grab it and go and uh, i think that thing is going to do a lot of business i like like that is going to that is going to make so much money Mm -hmm. i have thoughts go ahead i want to hear my first thought is i'm surprised maybe they are doing this and it's like a thing you find out there but like for brunch i'm surprised they don't have like a bottomless mimosa kind of vibe (laughs) i don't think Um, they do bottomless drinks anywhere on disney property (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's disrespectful, in my opinion. Um, second thing is, is I was like, oh, I, I wanted to look through the menu because I was like, hmm, food. Love that for me. Um, what is an angry crab? First question. Second question is, what is an angry crab and why is it $40? Hmm. Oh, shoot. Where, where, where are you looking at that? On the menu? Under pasta, it says angry crab bucatini. Sounds delicious, right? And then you... You know, yeah, glaze over. <laughs> then you glaze over and it's like forty dollars. You better be giving me a whole lot of food there. Yeah. I can't tell what the portion sizes really are, so um, you know, if you go eat there, let let, let me know. Yeah, so just doing a quick little search on the old interwebs, it looks like angry crab pasta is just a spicy pasta dish with crab meat. That's really all it is. Still sign me up. But also I mean, it sounds great. It sounds great, uh-huh, but yeah. yeah, that's a that's a steep price tag. Um, Do you get um, an AP discount? That's a good question. It here? doesn't say. I don't. Looking know. at the menu, they seem to really value their crab because uh, under their signature guacamole, um, uh, they have the option to say yes to crab, uh, <laughs> and you can add crab for uh, thirteen dollars. So. Okay. They like their crab uh, there at Summer House on the Lake. Now, I don't I don't try to say that I'm any kind of a scientist or an animal expert, but I don't think crabs come out of lakes. Where are they getting all this crab? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this statement that's about to come out of your mouth? And that is exactly where I thought you were going. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Uh, Why is that the featured thing? It's a lake house. Shouldn't we be having like bass or something? I don't know. Not sea bass. They have grouper tacos. Rainbow trout. Yeah, the fish tacos do look really good. I will say I've had the fish tacos at Boathouse, and those are also good. That's something I'll definitely try. I I love fish tacos. So I love a blackened fish taco. That's the way I like to do it. It's good, yeah. Now I'm hungry and I just ate. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll we'll move on. Here's something I was going to say, with the exception of the angry crab pasta, the rest of the menu. Standard. Yeah, and and some and and pretty pretty affordable. But then I go under the Southern Comfort one. Uh, the center cut filet mignon is fifty three dollars. Yeah, it's filet mignon though on but Disney I, property. Yeah, oof. Uh, yeah, and, and then the corn husk salmon is uh or salmon you might pronounce it that way is uh, <laughs> no. uh, forty dollars as well. Forty dollars so, uh, for salmon, dude? Uh-huh. Ain't no way. Ain't Grouper no fish way. and chips is thirty six. Wow, that's okay. Well, we'll see. They uh, they value their uh, seafood. 
it would appear. That's true. No, no, again, this place looks really nice. Almost, it looks too nice to be on Disney property. <laughs> it does. It, it looks Disney like a Springs. resort. It so. really does. Well, and and uh, we're uh, we're looking at a WDW Magic uh, article uh, going through this and looking at some of the pictures they have. There's there's one picture of the dining room, and they just have this big giant piece of art that says. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, that. that's the entire thing. Yes to crab. You're saying yes to crab, Landon. It's part of their gimmick. That's true. Apparently, yeah. I I, I picked up on that when I was uh, mentioning you can add crab to their apparently signature and famous uh, guacamole or guacamole. You might pronounce it that way too. Um, I literally just said guacamole in my head. I hate myself. <laughs> see, see, there you go. You're welcome. That's my Christmas gift to you, Steffers. Um. So apparently, yes is part of their. But but just seeing a big giant painting piece of artwork for the lack of a better term in their dining room that just says yes on it it's like all right subliminal messaging yeah that's right summer house that's the attitude that you want to have on the lake all the lake on the lake Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh something you all didn't mention yet and i just wanted to point this out because i know that there are fans of rose out there apparently one one feature of this restaurant is that they will have a signature rosé cart that goes yeah. around the restaurant. So that's fun. That's fun for a brunch. I love that to go to go along with their three bars and uh, you know. Yeah, plenty of drinks. Sounds like a plan. Just not bottomless and plenty, plenty. of cookies. When is Man, it? Cookie bar, rosé cart, fish tacos. All right. Yeah, sounds like a good time. And and they and they have a brunch option uh, for for you brunch fans out there. It's I true. am one of them. Me brunch. too. Brunch, brunch, brunch. Weekend brunch is always the way to go. Mm-hmm. True. I should do that. We should, con- uh, what's the word? We should get together a list of like the top like five brunch spots. Because the only brunch I've done is the um, Hard Rock Hotel mm. uh, acoustic brunch. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to try other property brunches. Oh, Steffers, so- have I got some recommendations for you? That's what I'm, I think like that, that should be a thing. Like to, tour to and like every trip I take, I'll do like one brunch and then we'll See, cycle through and then I'll come up with a rank. The, the reason that I have had uh, the, the chance to go to several brunches is because this is my tradition. When uh, Mars and Natalie come to town, we, we pick a spot and we do brunch. So, wow. Ooh, okay. okay. Well, yeah. a little disrespected that I'm not invited, but you're also invited. Never in town. Line up your <laughs> line up your trips with Natalie and Mars and we can do it. Listen. Listen, <laughs> I don't feel invited. I feel like I feel like an outsider looking oh, into your epic brunch time. Absolutely wow. not. All are welcome to brunch. All are welcome. Oh, I'm hungry again. Anyway, <laughs> the only the only brunch option that I've had on Disney property was at a boathouse, and that was out of this world. Boathouse brunch so is great. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got several. They got several good ones at Disney Springs. the The Chef Art Smith's Homecoming brunch is good. They have brunch at Homecoming. Oh, oh yeah, they do. Wait, that doesn't surprise me. But also, I usually go there for lunch and then do a bunch of moonshine flights and <laughs> a bunch, and it all a bunch of moonshine flights, Steffers. <laughs> well, usually it's like one per person, and then obviously, like you share, you you know, someone doesn't finish, so then you take some of theirs, and and then the rest of the day gets fuzzy <laughs> after rest- that. You fight a <laughs> cop, you, you get a tattoo. <laughs> I've gotten two tattoos, but you know, I was yeah. sober for them. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, off the rails. What a time! All right. This no, I really think hitting. I think it's a good idea. We will at some point in the future. We should do like a brunches around property 
recommendation I'd show. Be, it'd be a fun conversation. I said you're right, mm-hmm. Steffers. I know. You couldn't see, but I was raising my hands like, that's what I just said. I know. And I said, you're right. <laughs> I'm no, giving know, you cred. The listeners don't know. Oh, the listeners don't know to, that I made a face. She just wanted so. you to acknowledge that she was right again. I know. <laughs> I love to know that I'm right. It's uh, I'm I'm trying to give you your props. I know um, when we were on the Dillo's Diz uh, podcast last week, I, I gave Landon the credit for being correct about saying Christmas Day versus, you know, shopping days versus when, you know, whatever. You know what I, I tuned him out. You know what I said. That's fine. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I promise I have not had any rosé this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is a restaurant that has opened, is now confirmed. Funny that we were talking about it last week. Like, who knows when this is going to happen? Now, here's something we really, I mean, you want to talk about uncertainty and indefinite uh, headlines. Here's one. <laughs> this is from allears.net. Could Disney's Polynesian Village Resort get a new restaurant? Um, so, as you know, they're building a new DVC tower over at the Polynesian. And as part of that, there appears to be a gazebo structure over on the lakeside that is being added to the building. The thoughts are, and apparently according to Polynesian Resort cast members, it might be part of a new restaurant. However, Disney at this point has not confirmed a new restaurant is coming to the hotel. So that seems kind of small. It's hard to the, tell how big it is. I mean, y- yes. However, it it does look. I don't know. Could, I think this is speculation. You know, I would. I was gonna say it could be a lounge, but then why would lounge you? Would why would you build a lounge though? You've got Trader Sam's right there yeah. at the Poly. Because I was thinking, Maybe try and draw some crowd away from Trader Sam's. Because I mean, like, I mean, Trader Sam's is so popular. You have to almost like, like, uh, well, you do have to queue up to go into a bar, a lounge. Yeah, I guess. But it- my thing is, like, Bay Lake Tower, like, they didn't add anything, right? Am I am I wrong? Well, they Bay Lake Tower has a, it's got a bar, a lounge on top, right? So. Um, oh, then I I could see that it being a lounge then versus like a full restaurant. Yeah. In my opinion, I like I just don't see like they you're already staying at the hotel that has really good uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why it would be like a whole a whole restaurant like I, a lounge. I think. Yeah, and it sense, could be it could point. be one of those that you have to be a DVC member with the card to get into because um, that is the situation with the lounge um, at Bay Lake Tower. Which the top of the world lounge is what that one's called, and I've been requesting all of my DVC friends to like you know hook a brother up and take me to the top <laughs> of the world lounge. I still haven't gone yet, but uh, someday. And now that one has changed. They've got like sort of a villains. It's it's not it's not like super immersive and it's not over the top, but they've changed it to a villains layer. So it's got some like nods to the villains at the top of the world. Um, hmm. But I just think it would make sense if they did that because. You're trying to sell DVC to people. You give them exclusive access to things. And at the Poly, I mean, there is like a, there's a, oh, well, I was actually going to say they already have a DVC lounge, but it's not. It's a, what I'm thinking of is the concierge lounge. So they could, they absolutely could add a uh, exclusive DVC lounge to the tower. Why wouldn't they? It'd be a nice selling point. Oh, 1000%, especially in this, in this new, uh, almost, almost called it a restaurant, this new hotel that they want to put all the bells and whistles on and entice people to sign up not only for DVC, sign up for this hotel specifically. Yeah. 
They're going to have to have some sort of eating and or drinking option for this place. Yeah. Yeah. I saw someone say maybe it could be something like the old uh, Spirit of Aloha dinner show, which um, I never got to see, but I heard it was a lot of fun. But Steffers, to your point, I don't think that this area would be big enough for a dinner show. I mean, so I don't think that's what it is, but we'll see. As I do. You make a very good point in terms of like the DVC exclusiveness and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff. I just with like Trader Sam's and and all the other stuff that they already have at the Poly. I'm like, but why would you add a whole? Yeah. I don't think it would. It'll be as big as those things, right? For sure. Well, it would make sense too. Like, say you're a DVC member, you're staying at the Tower. You're adding now. You're adding guests to the Polynesian, which is going to add to people who potentially want to go to Trader Sam's. Sometimes there can be like a two hour wait to get in there. So why not give the DVC mm-hmm. people, hey, you can come hang out over here until you get called to Trader Sam's. Yep. Keep them idea. spending money while they wait to go spend money at Trader Sam's. Yeah. And I know uh, this uh, is set to open sometime in 2024. Do we know anything more than that, like a time frame in 2024? Or is Disney just of the mindset? It's like, yeah, it'll, 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 it'll be 2024. You I think... If I'm remembering right, that it's like the only thing that I've heard is the end of the year, if not the first of 25. Okay. Yeah, it's still a ways out. Yeah, because because looking at these pictures uh, of the gazebo and just the construction around it, uh, they still have a ways to go. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's any information. Via- Sorry, I didn't mean to put 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 you on the spot or anything. No, I was, I was, I was just curious. No, I was. I mean, I you know, I figure if there is information out there, a quick Google will let us know. What's been shared. And according to according to this article, WDW Magic, it says late twenty-four. Huh. Okay. So so kind of kind of that time frame you were uh talking about end of next year, maybe bumped into beginning of twenty twenty five. Yeah. The concept art okay. looks very pretty. Mm-hmm. It looks nice. So Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be another hotel I'll be like, dang, this is nice. Dot, 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 and I'll never be able to stay here. <laughs> yeah. You could rent DVC points, and I'm sure it won't be as much as staying in one of those over-the-water bungalows. So, <laughs> Well, there is that, yeah, but we don't we, we don't know how much this is going to cost to stay, so let's not uh, go ahead and put that out there. Yeah. But you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty fancy. All right. Let's hop into the parks, shall we? Okay. Oh, dude, I, I, I don't have a park reservation today. I'm sorry. Oh, well. For today, um, I'll just I'll sneak you in. Just, oh, thanks. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got an opening date announcement for the 2024 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. According to Flogar. Yeah, Flogar. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Flogar. <laughs> Epcot Flogar. I, I said it that way. Sorry. She rides from Valhalla down to Orlando, Florida to open her festival. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. I totally forgot about Flogar. Flogar. <laughs> well, I'm going to see myself out. Flogar will arrive at Epcot on February the 28th, which what day of the week is that? That's a Wednesday. Okay. Listen, you had an opportunity. Next year is a is a leap year. So why didn't you do it on February 29th, which is a Thursday? Oh, like that, that, that would have been cool. Yeah, just start it on February 29th. Why? Come on, Disney. Get your head in the game. Also, I, I just learned that next year's a uh, leap year. Leap year. Yeah. Okay, cool. Neat. That's right. You all I will get say, next this is going to be a controversial statement I'm about to make. 
No, actually, it won't be. We're going to ignore the first part of what I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Encanto, but these uh, topiaries <laughs> look great. They look phenomenal. They look like they'll make everyone's day happier at Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. Doesn't it look pretty? Double I think it looks stiffers. pretty. I'm glad you... So this is one of those, like, you hid something negative and ended it up with something positive. Uh, we're not going to get into this because we've de- you, we've debated Encanto in the past. Um, we have. No, the the topiaries are great. They um, look they look great. I saw them last year, and they're very nice. Mm-hmm. Including I mean, the Isabella, I like one, the arch yeah. of flowers for sure. And considering I- Isabella, I mean her her power is to materialize flowers. She definitely needs to be front and center for the flower and gardens festival. Imagine they like that was a complete miss on that part on their part. Like <laughs> I feel like that would have been so tragic. Yeah, <laughs> if they didn't do that. It's sort of yeah, like, they're, they're just they're they're just scrolling through their emails, and then somebody, a Disney fan, like emailed them. It's like, y'all realize you have this character that, <laughs> that, that makes fun, and then then uh, they're like, oh my god, we blew that. What guys, guys, get in here. <laughs> I have a question, a comment, question. We talked about farts last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was last week. I don't know. All my days are going together. There's a good solid ten days between the two. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they? Extend it a little, little bit, just just a little bit. Why do they hate farts? <laughs> we ask this every year, but like it's a very I'm off-putting saying, smell, Steffers. That's why Figment likes them. So hmm. yeah, Figment loves hmm. farts. Yeah, January twelfth to February nineteenth for the Festival of the Arts is it's just it's too short. Mm-hmm. It is like these two festivals very much like they can overlap. Sure, and and like I understand. But I'm also like a little off put off whatever the word is. Well, especially for know. for a festival like Festival of the Arts, which which I think is kind of underrated when it comes to the festivals that Epcot does. I like I love Festival of the Arts, just walking around looking at all the pieces of art that are produced for this. It it, it is kind of a shame that it gets what a five week run out of the year. Yeah, barely. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand it either, but at some point it does sort of feel like all of these festivals are just going to join hands and Epcot will flow one right into the other. But if you're going to do that, I think we've talked about it before. Why not do it seasonally? You've got one in the winter, one in the spring, one in the fall and one in the summer. Like, why not? You've got four festivals. Just do them seasonally. But yeah, Mm -hmm. who knows? That sounds logical. (laughs) <laughs> and logic's out the window when it comes to stuff like this yeah the, the only uh, thing the, i can think of yeah is well and i also don't even know if this is like a valid reason but like artists and like timing on that would be the only obstacle in terms of like timing like maybe they're on, there's only x amount that are available for this short period of time and so that they don't have any like lack for a better term dead space like they just condense it to to the known time where people are available mm-hmm. that would be my only yeah thought that's certainly possible but then again disney you can answer this question for yourself <laughs> there would be i guess with festival of the arts there is a lot more coordination with the outside vendors and artists and things that mm-hmm. that doesn't go on with point, yeah. with the other ones so yeah that's that's fair thanks steffers for bringing more logic into the conversation I'm just trying to be devil's advocate, but I do think the farts should be longer. Oh, yeah. We all know the Disney spokesperson Steffers weighing in on the conversation. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. A couple little 
odds and ends before we wrap up the Disney news. One is there was a baby elephant born Mm, at Disney's Animal Kingdom for the first time in seven years. Baby Cora was born to mom Nadira in a backstage area just, I guess, just in the last uh, couple of weeks. Brand new baby. And at a small 218 pounds. Yeah. Fun fact that's how much uh, baby Landon weighed when. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So cute. Wow. Uh, So we're just reading this article. This is on blogmickey.com. It's common for adult females in the herd to assist in raising young elephants until they're considered to be independent, typically around eight years old. That's um, a lot longer than I would have expected, like for a mom to be that involved with a, a calf, an elephant calf. That's But that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And, and to Steffer's point, this is very, very cute little baby often. Yeah. It's a baby. Mom Nadira was pregnant for 22 months. that is a lot that is a long gestation period but wow as is tradition on this podcast don't don't you don't you think i forgot when a new baby (laughs) when a new baby is born at animal kingdom uh Uh i i realize that this baby has already been named but i'm just gonna throw it out there disney i know you're listening you always are could we please name this baby the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, <laughs> The Elephant. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue, or I guess in this case, the uh, the uh, tusk. Wait, no. Snoot? Long nose. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> trunk? The trunk? There it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Long nose. It's a snoot. <laughs> snoot. <laughs> that you thought of snoot before yep. trunk cracks mm-hmm. me up. Oh my yep. goodness. Uh, you know, it's snoot. It's the snoot. Boop the snoot. <laughs> yeah, you got to be booping them snoots. Yeah. So far, the Animal Kingdom and Disney has not taken us up on one of these uh, requests. In the past, we've requested a baby giraffe to be Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, The Giraffe. Uh, I think there was a zebra. I think there was a gorilla. Uh, we, we've oh. tried. We've tried multiple times. But I think this is a great opportunity. This baby elephant is cute just like us, and but will eventually get really big and ugly when it gets older and just like us. Yeah, perfect. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was like, where's this statement going? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. No. I, I think I think full-grown elephants are still pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Unlike us. So, Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, The Elephant, we will see you soon. I'm excited to see that baby uh, sometime in the near future at the Animal Kingdom. And finally, this is is something I just noticed today, and I thought this was pretty exciting. On blogmickey.com, this article says, Award-winning drone company behind stunning Disneyland Paris displays opens office in Orlando to expand theme park footprint. The company is called Dronisos. And if you haven't seen videos of the Disneyland Paris drones, they are stunning, like ridiculously amazing. And it looks fake. Like when you see the video, you're like, that's not real. (laughs) That's not real. That's AI or something. That's not real. Now, I don't know if this is something that's even going to be possible in Central Florida at Disney, because if you remember, they actually started doing a holiday drone show in Disney Springs. I think it was back in like 2017 or 2018. And that only lasted one season, as far as I know. And the problem is, 
the weather in Central Florida is so volatile, and I don't think that they can do these drone shows, you know, under, like, rainy or windy conditions. So I don't know if it's something that could be done quite in the same way that they do it in Paris, but I would love it. Um, and the and a big a big advantage here for Disney anyway. Drone shows are typically only a fraction of the cost of a fireworks show. A fully choreographed and customized show comes in under a hundred thousand dollars. So for a twelve to fourteen minute show, I don't know how much Disney spends nightly on their uh, fireworks spectaculars, but I assume that it's a lot more than that. I just I I just want to say. The amount of times you said drones yeah. and like, oh, this doesn't look real. All I thought about was Spider-Man. And I I just. Oh, OK. <laughs> That's all I thought. Like Mysteria and stuff like. Yeah. OK. Yes. I, I, yes. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I see where you're going. Well, and it's appropriate you mentioned Spider-Man because, um, I mean, Jay talking about if you've seen any videos or heck, even just any images of this, uh, some of the stuff they've done in the uh, Disneyland Paris Avengers campus, I mean, just are incredible. And going to what you say, it almost you can't believe that. Yeah, that's 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 a real thing. That's something with technology they can pull off. And. I would imagine, I mean, you mentioned the cost. It comes in under $100,000 for a 12 to 14 minute show, as opposed to literally lighting something on fire and watching it explode in the sky. I do hope that if they do implement drones, they don't eventually overtake and replace fireworks. Yeah. That would, yes, Zoe, I know. I'm, I'm just as she upset agrees. about it as you are. Joey, jo- but Joey. That, that would be oh. my only hesitation. Yeah, Dronesis can do is incredible. And it looks like in Paris they do a combo. I mean, of course, their whole their whole setup is different. They've got like fountains in front of the castle and they do fireworks and drones all together. It looks so cool. I would imagine it would be an addition to the show and not a replacement of the fireworks. Yeah. Now, now what I'm trying to determine, because what I just Googled is according to um, the, the Internet and who knows what it means. Disney fireworks cost forty one thousand to fifty five thousand dollars a night for each show. So I'm guessing the hundred thousand dollars is like to create the show. It, it, there's no way it costs that much to run it. Like you know what I mean? I would. Yeah, I would be stunned if that's what it cost each time they fired it up for a twelve to fourteen minute show. Yeah, it would just cost your uh, electricity costs. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And then and then maintenance to yeah. to upkeep the drones. So, but anyway. It's cool and it's exciting and and any enhancement to nighttime spectaculars is something I'm open to. And speaking mm-hmm. of that, I saw a brand new nighttime spectacular with my very own eyes this past week at Epcot. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I got to see Luminous and I have thoughts. But before we get into that, that's going to be what we talk about next segment. Universal needs to be addressed. Steffers, did you have anything to share with us this week in terms of Universal news? Um, there is a whole, not really anything, if I'm being honest with you. Great. But I will just quickly, I don't remember if we talked about this, but I remember talking about it with somebody. So I'm just going to say it again. Uh, the Circus McGurkis restaurant. Did we talk about that already? No. It doesn't matter. I'm sorry. About the it what anyway. now? Circus McGurkis Cafe. Stupendous. That's not, that's, that's not a real thing. Uh, okay. Well, they're um, getting a new menu. Guests can look forward to offering... To offerings like the roast beast sandwich, a red fish, blue fish poke bowl, and a popcorn shrimp box. Hmm. 
Um, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I literally don't think they've updated their menu since forever. So that's fun. You know that that's exciting, and we and we love that. And then the other thing that I saw was they brought back a huckleberry flavored ice cream in Diagon Alley at Florian Fortescue's. Not sure how far that how long that'll run, but that that's really it. Just ice it's just food related to no one's surprise. What does huckleberry taste like? It looks like a I was gonna say a berry. Like a fruity I didn't say look, I said taste. Have, does anyone know what a huckleberry tastes like? <laughs> Probably a berry of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What it looks like a blueberry. So Maybe something similar. That makes sense taste. because Huckleberry Hound was blue, was he not? Oh, I who? Huckleberry Hound, Steffers. Dear Lord. Sweet and tart with a flavor that is similar to blueberries but more intense. Oh, so it tastes just like Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, sure, sure. Steffers, you need to brush up on your Hanna Barbera knowledge. Let, let ride ended, and so did my knowledge. Okay. Well, Huckleberry Hound. I do. That's a classic ride. I, I do miss the ride, though. That was a good one. Yeah. That's where... So now that's where the uh, there's the Minions ride, right? That's where the Huckleberry... I mean, the yes. Hanna-Barbera thing used to be. That's what I thought. Yes. And it went from Hanna-Barbera to Jimmy Neutron oh. to Minions. Don't quote me on that order, but, like, there was a Jimmy Neutron ride some... some some time ago. I think I think you're right. <sighs> Throwback. What a time. Bring all back right. Nick Studios. That's all I got to say about that. Oh. Nickelodeon Studios was awesome. Yeah. Bring back the slime geyser. Mm-hmm. Did I remember anyone- when, when I was younger, uh, me and Tyler went to the live studio audience there at Nickelodeon Studios, and we got to watch a taping for something called Wienerville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You remember I Wienerville? I remember Wiener, Wienerville, and I did not know you got to be in the studio audience live for that show. That's amazing. Yep. Uh-huh. I remember my dad called Nickelodeon Studios and found out they were taping something the next day. We didn't care what it was. We just had to be in the audience, and we were in the audience for a taping of Wienerville. <laughs> Please That's... say Wienerville one more time for the people Wienerville. in Wienerville. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, they let that on TV and not only did they let it on TV, show for kids. Yeah. It was great. I actually I can remember pretty vividly. Like that so Steffers, do you know what this is at all? Wienerville? Yeah. No, I'm looking it up. Do you, imagine a puppet show, but the puppets um, have human heads. Yep. And that's essentially Oh, that's that's the exact the reaction meatball. you should have. <laughs> yeah. It was no, great. No, I, I got to be in one of the game shows and eat slime. Which one? This is terrifying. Oh, honey, I don't remember. It was like when I was six. Oh, oh come on. Which one? You have to remember. Oh, was it Wild and oh, Crazy I Kids? I'll get. I'll look it up. Please. I, I think was my dad has there? footage. Oh, it could no. have been. No. Oh, it couldn't have been. Couldn't no. have been. But, was it uh, Legend yeah, no. of the Hidden Temple? I don't think they ate slime no. on Legends of the Hidden Temple. I mean, it's well, Nickelodeon. You ate slime eating, all the time. The eating slime, I think, was like a backstage thing. Yeah, she did that independently. <laughs> they were like, okay, before you get out there. <laughs> oh, there was like a little tour you did before. You know, I'm tired of y'all. <laughs> 
You did sort of frame it up like part of the game I show did. is eating slime. I don't like that I talk anymore. <laughs> well, we love it, Steffers. <laughs> Fine. All right. Cry. I expect to follow up on this story next week on the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. I was you got it. That thing looked awesome. Yeah, that would have been great. For now, let's take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share my thoughts on Luminous, spoiler free. And we will set up a question for the Monday Morning Monorail family. Stick with us. Welcome back to the monorail. It's me, Papa Monorail, here with Landon the Dawsdone and noted slime eater Steffers. It's me. <laughs> that she chose to do on her own volition, and it was not part of a game show. Um, yeah, she wasn't even Nickelodeon Studios when she did it, too. Weird. <laughs> you do a lot of things in college that you aren't proud of. Um, Justin! <laughs> so... Last week, uh, on Friday, I actually got to go into Epcot. I hopped over there after work, and my main goal was to uh, to go over to the World Celebration Gardens and see it with my very own eyes at night for the first time. So I did that. Um, I, I actually shared a video on my Instagram and on the Morning Monorail Instagram. So if you're not already following Morning Monorail on Instagram, please do it, because you can go see that. It's a real I also went live while I was in the park, and that's something that I'll do occasionally when I'm in the park, so you might want to follow just in case so you can see the lives. But just quick thoughts. The World Celebration Gardens are awesome. It's exactly what I hoped it would be. It's a really um, it's a beautiful area, lots of seating, lots of really cool lighting effects. There's plenty of outlets for charging all your devices. <laughs> And there's an area that's over sort of near um, the backside. Well, I say the backside. What does that even mean? The side closest to World Showcase on the Cuminicore Plaza side. Um, it really does look like that was probably supposed to be a beer garden and they just kept the design. Like, it's very cool. And, and I guess according to a, uh, an article that I read, uh, that will be an area where in the future they have festival kiosk and things to fill out the space because the one thing that's missing cocktail bob noticed this and and i totally agree with it is quick access to like a drink or a snack when you're in the world celebration gardens i mean it's right beside connections cafe so you could go over there and grab like your starbucks or go to the 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 cafe side and get some food and drink but if there was just a little food and drink cart like a snack cart right there it would be perfect grab a little beer hang out watch the watch the lights watch spaceship earth do her thing it's great I miss the Fountain of Nations quite a bit, and I do sort of wish they had found a way to incorporate some, like, water effects over there, but I guess, you know, they've already got the Moana Journey of Water, and they've got the Imagination Fountains, and maybe you'd be overdoing it with fountains, but I think that would have been a nice touch if they they could have done some some little, like, a little tribute to the Fountain of Nations. That's That's maybe my only thing, but otherwise, it's great. I'm excited for you all to see it. Whenever you get a chance. 
Yeah, I was going to say you were like, oh, I wish there was a uh, water water thing. Mm-hmm. And I, in my head, I was like, they put all their stuff into Moana. Let's yeah, be honest. They did. Yeah. But they didn't uh, skimp out on the uh, plugs, charger outlets. Outlets everywhere. Ports. And lights. I like that. that. All over the ground. Um, there were a couple things that I didn't even realize were, were part of the, the area, which were when you go up to see the, the Walt statue, there's little LED lights like all over the ground, like colorful LED lights that change color all all over that area up near the Walt statue. And um, in the area that's a little bit lower, closer to the, the main little garden where they've got like the big light patterns on the ground. Uh, just over there beside the it's it's um, on the creation shop side. They've got a bunch of these like fiber optic sticks coming out of the ground, which. Yeah, they do. They're cool. I mean, they're really awesome. I, that was something I didn't expect or know was going to be there, but it's pretty neat. Um, yeah. Watching your Instagram video of you discovering those in real time was quite funny. Like, <laughs> look at these sticks. They light up. Why didn't you guys t- about these. <laughs> it's a nice little touch it makes it feel like like you're in a, a magical garden i like it mm-hmm. well and speaking of a magical garden there was like that giant metal tree mm-hmm. looking structure that was kind of set off to the side as well i was unaware of that too yeah there's like several of them it's almost like that area does remind me a little bit of galaxy's edge it's, it's like something you would expect um to see there because even the light fixtures over on that side are a little different than the rest of the world celebration garden so I, I imagine that this place is it's I mean, especially when they get it totally open with the Communicore Plaza, like this is really it's going to be a gathering spot in Epcot. It's going to be a place to chill out during the day at night, like just kick back. They do have some lounge chairs like loungers. They almost look like um, like uh, 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 Adirondack chairs um, over on the Connections Cafe side that face the main like central part of the plaza. So you can watch the light show and see Spaceship Earth like it's just it's really nice, and it's like it's not something. I'll just say this: it's not something that I expected from Disney these days because I feel like Disney has been focusing on what are more like let's look for things that actually generate revenue mm-hmm. <laughs> or add capacity to the park or whatever. And I guess this sort of does, but in terms of adding capacity, but it's just really nice. Like, and I said it in the Instagram live, and I'll say it again here. That's like that is an area that creates the Disney magic and Disney atmosphere that I've been looking for uh, for the last couple of years, like since the parks reopened after COVID and they've been, you know, the things that have opened and changed like this is it's, it feels like modern classic Disney park. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that does make sense. And as well, uh, went back and saw your Instagram uh, video and being able to experience it through that gave me, I guess, a better layout of it. And also, kind of to your surprise or my surprise as well was seeing those pinpoint uh, lights around Walt the Dreamer statue, those bundles of light sticks uh, in the trees, but also in the trees themselves, there, there were lights as well, which, which I was unaware of. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's a wonderful atmosphere. You all are going to love it. I cannot wait to make a point and go check that out. Not only just check it out period, but check it out at night on my next trip down to Epcot. Yeah. I like the floors. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> that was like my main comment. I was like, the floors. Listen, uh, the thing- I have an appreciation for the floors. Oh, I, I love I love that too. I think one of the reasons I love that so much is it's it's not something that they have to do. Like making mm-hmm. a light up LED floor 
in in Epcot that dances and syncs to music is not it's not necessary. You don't have to do that. But the fact that they did is and it's such a cool spot. Like it reminds me like you want to when you're when you're in Animal Kingdom, you want to hang out in Pandora at night because it's so cool. Like the atmosphere, the lights, the way the ground glows and all that stuff. This is going to be the place to be in Epcot at night for sure for years to come. So very, very cool. Um, and then I did stick around and watch Luminous. So I went in, like I said, I went in without having any expectation other than just seeing people say that they liked it. I, I hadn't read any descriptions of Luminous. The only thing I knew is that they've got new barges that quote unquote move in and out. Although I still haven't seen that because by the time I got to the park on Friday night, the barges were already in place. Um, However, it was dark. When I got to the park, it was already dark um, because the sun goes down at 5 p.m. at this time of year. And um, they were playing in the World Celebration area. They were playing like Christmas music. And they all of those barges, there's like a thousand tiny little fountains on all of those luminous barges. And they had just little like streams of water that were being lit up. And it was sort of like dancing to the music that was playing in World Celebration. And I got to (laughs) say... It actually was pretty nice. It was it was a nice little addition to the atmosphere. I will say that. I have something positive to say about barges, and that's wow, it. Wow, producer Mark Tape on that one. Yeah. Um, the second thing is that I was expecting those barges to actually be... Because I ended up watching the show from Italy. Was I in Italy when I watched the show? No, you were in Epcot. No, I was. I was in. <laughs> I was in Epcot, um, <laughs> and I was in the Italy Pavilion. Uh, I was going to go over to the little. You know how they've got like a couple bridges that go over to like a patio uh, by the water in the Italy mm-hmm. Pavilion. I was going to go over there, but they had them blocked off. It must have been like a, a private viewing party or something. Instead, I snuck around behind where the kiosk is for food and wine uh, for Italy, and there was a little section there that was sort of like isolated people didn't know you could go over there because of the way that they had roped off the area. So I had my own little private viewing area, which was nice because I'll tell you watching luminous sort of choked me up a little bit. Um, and I didn't have to worry about people noticing that I was getting all teary and sentimental over the show. (laughs) Um, without giving any spoilers, here's what I'll say. This show has original music, which is nice. I did. I didn't know that it was going to have original music. I thought it was just going to be, Disney tunes. Um, but just like illuminations, this show sort of has, it has its own theme and it has its own message. And instead of it, there, there is definitely a message of, um, you know, we all come from different parts of the world. We all have different cultures, but we're really all one people, which is nice. That's a, it's a good message. And it tells that story through how we all go through the journey of life. Um, so that's where it really started to like hit me in the feels because um, it's like, I don't know. It was unexpected. Like I didn't, I didn't know that's what they were going to do. And I didn't know that it was going to um, conjure images of birth and the journey of life and death <laughs> in this show. Um, but it does. So just FYI. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, be ready for that. Um there are really cool effects. There's really cool uh, fireworks that come off. Actually, um, again, I'm, I'm trying not to be spoilery, but off of the central barges, because I will say, like, first into the show, I was thinking, yeah, they've got some fountains going and there's some fireworks and it looks pretty cool. But 
in terms of like uh, what they were doing with the barges, I wasn't blown away with it right away because I was like, it seems like they could be doing something more. Well, as the show goes on, there's a lot more like fireworks that start uh, like emanating, I guess, from the central barge um, platform. And there's some really, really cool stuff that I feel like I haven't really seen in a Disney nighttime show. So I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. But if it will contain spoilers and the answer, then like maybe don't answer it. Okay. When we were talking last week, I was saying like how I wish it was more like the whole world and it was more cohesive and it, it whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you get that kind of feeling or is it still it's original, but it's still s- like separate? Um, hmm. so I think that the way they did it, and again, I'm going to have to go back and I, I'd like to go back and now rewatch a video because I feel like there were parts of it that I just started the, the, the show. I'm not kidding. The show made me like get in my own head at times. And I was like, so I was distracted by like what it was making me think of and feel. And so like, I'm, I feel like I need to go back and watch it again just to get the full journey. But I, if I remember right. One thing they do is there's like different parts of the show where it's like in different languages. Um, okay. Uh, so that was something that, you know, I felt like was nice incorporation of the other, other cultures. I, st- I still feel like they're missing a bit of an opportunity to use the pavilions as more of like a focus point during the show. Okay. The show is very centralized on the barges. Now that they do the thing that they've always done where they light up the pavilions with sparkly lights as the show goes on and stuff, which is cool. But I do sort of wish that they would find a way to feature idea. feature the pavilions as part of the show as they go along. But other than that, like I really don't, I liked it. I think it's a good show. I think people are going to like it. I think it's, it's definitely worth seeing. Now the question would be like, where's the ideal viewing spot? I don't know where I was in Italy was a good spot, but I don't know how, you know, if, if it would be better in other places, I'm not sure I'll have to, do some research on that. But I, I, I do recommend. I mean, if you were a fan of Harmonious, I feel like there is a touch of Harmonious in the show. But also, if you were a fan of Illuminations, I feel like there's touches of Illuminations in this show. So it's sort of, I think it's sort of bridging that gap and trying to bring fans of both shows together a little bit, which is nice. Yeah, yeah I gonna... mentioned Epcot Forever, so no. Yeah, there's no Epcot Forever in this show. <laughs> All right, uh, Fast Pass, Standby, Snack Break, the three Epcot nighttime shows you just mentioned. You want me to answer that right now? Yes, but you're on the spot. Okay. Well, for me, I mean, Fast Pass would be Illuminations. It's one of my favorite nighttime spectaculars ever. So um, Illuminations would be Fast Pass. And then Standby would be, yeah, I guess it would be Harmonious. I really did like Harmonious. Um, And Epcot Forever would be my Snack Break, especially without the... (laughs) Without the jet skis and the kites, forget about it. <laughs> when you've got the jet skis and the light up kites in Epcot Forever, that raises the game. That was my favorite part of that show. But after they got rid of that, it's like, no, nah, no thanks. So, would you say subjectively better? Harmonious is still above Luminous, or would you say Luminous has a chance to edge that out a little bit? Or would you say that they're completely, they're not completely, but they're two different vibes, so you can't really do a side by side with them? Oh yeah. I totally forgot to include Luminous in that list. 
Um, you did, yeah. Wait, uh-huh. which one? Which one do I take away to put Loomis? Epcot Forever. Let's be honest. Yes. Okay. We already knew uh, you were gonna. Epcot Forever. Already... Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised at its inclusion. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mentioned gonna it. You're so. young. Yeah. <laughs> I was sorry. I was distracted by Epcot Forever for a minute. Um, okay, then in that case, I would go. I'd still go Illuminations Fast Pass. I guess I'll go Standby. Mm. Hmm. I feel like you have to see it again before you I, can really decide. I think I, I think I do. Um, wow, they are like totally different vibes. <laughs> the two shows, like they're thinking, like trying to make my brain think about those two shows, two shows side by side. I'm thinking about like looking at the crowd because I remember watching Harmonious the first time, one of the first times I saw it. I think I was in, I watched it in China. Yeah, and um, one of the things that jumped out to me is that. People were like dancing and singing during that show, which I thought was really awesome. That doesn't really happen in Luminous. <laughs> you're going to be standing there more like taking it in. And, and if you're like me getting wrecked by what's happening, um, which that's, a, you know, some that's what some people are going for. Uh, oh, wow. Golly. Mm-hmm. We really stumped him here. Yeah. Send him for a loop. Yeah. Because I, I hate to say. I know people would think because I hated the barges so much that I would just easily uh, fa- uh, snack break har- harmonious, but uh, that but that's really not true. I like that show that show quite a bit. Just based off of your but no think, spoiler yeah. review, I just feel like you you resonate with each in different ways. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, I think I don't so. know if you'd be able to. <laughs> but but let me do it like this: from the perspective of of the kind of show I want to see in Epcot. Then, mm-hmm. then I would do standby luminous and and snack break harmonious. So luminous gives you more of an Epcot vibe. Yeah, definitely. Harmonious, based off of what I can remember, was more of like an overarching Disney IP. Yeah, with a touch of Epcot. Yeah, I think that's a fair mm. assessment. Yes, solid. L- luminous feels very much more of an Epcot show, which is why I think it fits better, and I think that's why people are reviewing it better right off the I bat. I think that's. I know that we have a question for the listeners, but I have like an additional question. Okay. And just in terms of Epcot and like shows, or I guess any park and their shows, would you rather see a show that encompasses the vibe of the park, or would you rather see a show that encompasses the IPs? Yeah, that's a great question. And I and I think that I, you might have that, that that might split the audience like right down the middle. I bet half the people are like, no, I want to see all my favorite Disney stuff in a nighttime show. But because my like with uh, what was the Magic Kingdom one? Enchantment. Enchantment. Please stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a great example of show versus the vibe in terms of like the anniversary. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just time and place. Yeah. I think. Is also what it boils down to. I think if you're going to do a show that's more IP focused, Magic Kingdom's the place to do it, right? Like that's that's where you do a show like that. Animal Kingdom needs an Animal Kingdom show, and I think that that's the biggest problem why they haven't found something that works. Even though I thought that the show that they had was good, the light show. Yeah, what about the light show with the tree. What is it called? Wonders of Light. The tree, the tree. Am I making things up? You, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> The the tree of life awakening. They had like they would light up the tree, but that was that was like a minute and a half type situation. Yeah, but river rivers of light was the show that was. Yeah, rivers of light. And um, 
I loved that show. I thought it was great. And I thought it was uh, a pretty good fit for Animal Kingdom. People didn't see. This is why I feel like what I'm saying is maybe there's more people who do want to see the Disney IPs in a show because Rivers of Light, when it first started, was nothing about Disney IPs. It was very uh, abstract, but I thought it was really interesting and fun and different. And I thought it fit Animal Kingdom, Um, but people didn't. It wasn't a it wasn't a hit because they were like, wait a minute, where's Simba? Where's Nemo? You know, you're in the parks. Those are the characters that you're seeing. So it didn't work well. But yeah, I anyways, I, I think that is an interesting question, Steffers. And, and that is something we could ask. I mean, if we, if we want to make that, um, we could do that, you know, ask that question in, in the Monday Morning Monorail Fam Facebook group and in the Discord and see what people have to say. And we can still have the uh, interactive topic that we're about to ask. Uh, mm-hmm. to wrap up the show just just things because it it also kind of shines a light on on the like what people enjoy more or like what their preferences are mm-hmm. like that i like hearing different perspectives yeah yeah i mean i could definitely see people you know especially if you're a, if you're a person who doesn't come to the parks a lot and you're like well i'm bringing my kids that all they really want to see is mickey and ariel and aladdin and you know maybe that's what they want to see in a nighttime show. But I think if you're a big Disney parks nerd that goes a lot, then you're like, give me something interesting and fun that fits the park. But that's not everybody. So, well, I didn't realize rivers of light ran for six years. (laughs) The more, you know, yeah. February 17th, 2017. And then, um, well, Oh no, 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 no. It didn't run for six years because it ran for two years until they changed it to We Are One, which was a show where they, they removed the live actors and they started incorporating other stuff into it. Anyway, Rivers of Light. And it was then, fun. And then Kite Tales came along, and now that whole area just kind of sits being unused. Yeah, sadly. Aww. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, all right. I mean, I don't know. I would say, if I were you all, I would. I don't think I would watch Rivers of Light a video of it before you see it in person. Like if you can, if you can hold off, wait and see it in person, but you mean what, rivers of live. Oh my gosh. Luminous. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're going to do is you're going to get in your DeLorean and you're going to go back <laughs> in time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> yeah. We knew what you meant. Sorry. Uh-huh, yeah. I was like, wait, what? <sighs> I, I haven't had enough caffeine today. Clearly Steffers. I need you to throw me a Celsius. I need that peach vibe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but no, it, I would say I would recommend waiting to see Luminous uh, in person before watching videos of it so you can get the full experience and just see how it hits you. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe I was in a weird mood that night. Who knows? Maybe it was the Maelstrom Margarita I had right before. I don't know. <laughs> Let me know. If you've seen it, I want to hear what you thought. But did it, did, it, did it make you feel all sentimental? It did for me. Okay. I was interested as we go into the new year, January of 2024, looking ahead, there are some changes that are coming to the Walt Disney World parks. Um, a couple big ones. No more park pass reservations. Well, unless you're an annual pass holder, but really no more park pass reservations. Uh, the Another big thing is all day park hopping is coming back as of January 9th in 2024. Also, they're bringing back the Disney dining plan. Something that's been gone for quite a while. And then they they are adding, I, I mentioned a minute ago, park pass reservations, annual pass holders, you're still going to have to do it. But there are going to be some good to go dates, quote unquote, in 2024, where annual pass holders don't need a reservation and you can get in the parks. 
So with some of the changes, maybe some of it's kind of reverting back to the way things used to be, and maybe there's some new things. My question to the Monday Morning Monorail family, and one that I'll put in the Monday Morning Monorail fam Facebook group and in the Discord, is what's a rule change that you would like to see in the year of 2024 in terms of the parks? It could be Disney, it could be Universal, whatever it is. But what's something that what you feel like would make the daily experience better for you and for other guests? I put that to you because I think things are going to continue to evolve as we get into the new year. And in 2025, who knows? Maybe maybe Genie Plus changes quite a bit. Maybe Lightning Lane changes. I don't know. But I'm excited because I think a lot of what's been happening has been moving us in a positive direction. So I want to keep going that way. So we'll answer that next week. Landon. You may or may not be with us next week. So if you're if you are with us, then you can hold off. But uh, if you're if you're not with us, um, maybe you can like uh, write it up and and send it to us, like email it to me and Steffer so we can read it for you next week. Oh, great. I have homework. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do. All right. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can do that or I could. Uh, yeah. OK. I just don't want you to be left out. Or, yeah, if you wanted to, you could record something and send it to us and I'll pop it in. I, I, I was. I, I think I have my answer. Oh, you want to answer right now? Yeah, sure, I can if you want me to. Okay. Well, then let's, right, um, let's do it. You mentioned it in one of the things that possibly could be changing. Um, Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. I know it won't happen. I would like to see that go away. Just I would. Totally I would go lo- away. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just go bye bye. <laughs> I uh, I would I I would love to go back to uh, to the um, uh, fast pass system we had before the world caught on fire. Mm-hmm. I, I know it won't happen, but but that that's just my personal wish. Uh, I was a fan of the fast pass system knowing I had these three attractions I could look forward to uh, on my trip. And then if you knew how to work it, you could, you could have that fourth rolling fast pass uh, throughout the day. And uh, I, I do understand there were some people that weren't a fan of the fast pass system because they didn't, you know, necessarily want to have to book that far out in advance or start planning their trip. Or they feel like, Oh, well, you know, n- none of the attractions that I want are ever available. And I do understand that. And that does suck, but I did look forward to, starting planning my trip at that 60 day mark or that 30 day mark. And again, going back to what I said, I know for a fact, everything else could go completely sideways, but as long as these attractions are open, I have these three attractions I can look forward to when I get to the park. I loved having that feeling. So I would, I would love if they uh, put the kibosh on genie plus and lightning lane and individual lightning lane and went back to the fast pass system. Nice. I mean, I think, a lot of us would agree with you on that, Landon. <laughs> I, I mean, sure. Is it a pain? Because I'm right. You you are right. <laughs> I mean, is it is it a pain like thinking ahead? Oh, what day am I going to be in what park? And then you know, jumping on early in the morning to to book the fast mm-hmm. passes. Sure. I mean, y- y- yeah. It, it and it definitely was was a pain. And some people, I, but well, and I guess in in my case, it's like, well, hell, I'm already up for work anyway. So it's like. Uh, I might as well do it on the company dime as I'm firing up the My Disney Experience app and trying to book fast passes and stuff like that. But I mean, I understand not everybody gets up in the middle of the night to go work at a radio station. So they ha- 
had to set their alarm clock and get up at what six in the morning and start thinking that far out in advance. But like I said, I like doing stuff like that. Like me, me and the smoke and girlfriend, we're, we're about 60 ish days away from our next trip down to Disney. So we're already starting to put together our plan. And I like doing stuff like that. And it gets me excited. It gives me something to look forward to. Yeah. In addition to just looking forward to going down to the parks, it gives me that much more to be excited about. So, you know, you yeah. Go. And, you know, you still got to play the game. Like as you got closer and closer to your reservation, you yeah. could check and see if you could change them and get the ones you really wanted. If you didn't get something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. I agree. Now, they, they have said there's a they Disney announced they're going to be simplifying Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane in uh, 2024. And that you will be able to book some stuff in advance, but we don't really know when that's going to happen and what that exactly means. So it, it may be a modified thing, but maybe it gets us a little closer to where it used to be. But we'll see. Here's hoping. Mm, okay. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up episode number 180 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Before we get out of here, let's do a quick round of plugs. Landon. Why don't you go first this time? You've got a lovely song. People want to hear it. Yeah, sure. Uh, follow me on Twitter. L-A-N-D-O-Z. Me. Landon Doan. I'm the best. Landon Doan. Not the rest. There you can follow me 280 characters at a time on uh, Twitter. I uh, also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk 987 app as well um like jay said i may or may not be here next week if i am not here next week uh let me wish you an early merry christmas uh, if you celebrate if you uh celebrate something else let me wish you a happy holidays uh but regardless of what you celebrate i hope you have a lovely one and i appreciate y'all coming along for the ride on the monorail uh means the world that you give us your time you could spend your time doing literally anything else and the fact that you give us a second a minute an hour of your time does not go unappreciated. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you very much. You make doing this podcast worth it. Absolutely. Well said, Landon. Couldn't say it better myself. But Steffers can. Steffers, what do you have to say? <laughs> that was really deep. I have to like recover from that, Landon. That was, that was I touching. can have my moment, Steffers. That's that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Adventures with Steffers. And then sometimes I uh, use twitter experts i don't whatever it's called nowadays that it's stuffers um is there any other social media that i do not really but adventures with stuffers podcast coming soon to a podcatcher near you in 2024 yeah that's awesome smiley face exclamation point exclamation point stuffers do you have an etsy store that you'd like to plug i don't but i will uh Gladly take donations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have an Etsy store I want to plug. It's called uh, Target. You can visit it at Target.com. There's also an <laughs> app. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could also sign up for a Target red card. Exactly. <laughs> save money. What are we doing, people? <laughs> yeah, you, you can save money by spending money. That's how that works. Yeah, of course. Concept. Girl math. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, again, thank you all for listening. As Landon said, we appreciate you so much. Thanks for being part of the Monorail family. And, and we do hope, however you celebrate the holidays, that it, that you have a, a happy holiday season with people that you care about. And just know we care about each and every one of you. Next week, Landon may be here with us, maybe not. But Steffers and I will be back for the final episode of 2023 
Until then, I would love you to thank a cast member, thank a team member, and be excellent to each other, but also party on, dudes. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya.